is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Bed Crime Crime Stories. Stories. So this week, I am doing the murder of Emma Jane Walker. Don't know this one. Frick yes. I'm so excited. (laughs) Frick yes. Yes. Okay. So this is based in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know it well. Yeah, it's... I don't. Oh, no? I've never been. So, um, Emma Jane Walker was a honor roll student at Central High School. She was also a very popular cheerleader. And she was... um, Well, she wanted to be a neonatal nurse, which that means that they work with the babies. Mm -hmm. And she also volunteered um, her free time at an animal shelter. Because she also wanted to be a veterinarian. So I was like... Mm, puppies and babies puppies and babies um so everybody that knew emma kind of described her as a kind-hearted sweet girl and i mean honestly from tennessee like you feel like everyone's kind of yeah she got had, like, that sweet vibe to them yeah like that southern bell i just want to like protect dogs and babies yeah yeah love it yeah so um when emma was 14 she met riley goal at central high school he riley who riley goal goal like, goal. Goal. G A U L. Goal. Goal. Got it. Goal. Um, so Riley was a wide receiver on the football team. So, okay. I mean, kind of the typical mm-hmm. high school couple. Cheerleader, football player. Yeah. Check, check boxes. Check, check. Mm-hmm. Um, so Riley's friends kind of described him as like kind of nerdy. Like he wasn't like the typical jock. Him and Emma were very like involved in church. Okay. Like, they were, like, just a good little couple. So, at the time that Riley had met Emma, he had a girlfriend. But he said that he broke up with his girlfriend to be with Emma. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. um, But then, I guess he had promised his ex-girlfriend that he would take her to prom the junior year. Mm. His junior year. Because he was, like, two years her senior. Mm-hmm. She was, like, 14. He was 16. Gotcha. So, and that he would take Emma his senior year. So, like... Trying to keep promises. Okay. Emma's parents were kind of like, that's a little fishy. A little off because when you're that age, you don't really pick up on those. Yeah. I mean, you don't really pick up on those like um, social cues, right? Of like, well, I already promised. So I got to go. Da 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 da. Right. You're a 16 year old boy. You want to, you're a love the, you're the, you're a love the one you're with kind of a guy. Yeah. When you're 16, you take the girl that you're dating. Yeah. Completely agree. So you assume. So, yeah. So they ended up basically dating like off and on for two years, like the typical high school relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Riley became very like possessive Mm. of Emma and very like controlling almost like kind of commenting on what she was wearing, that kind of things that you like Mm -hmm. don't really think of when you're like 16. 16, that's he loves me. 16 yeah. it's he just wants to protect me he loves me he yeah. wants he cares what i look like i've been there yeah i think most, most you're nearing 40 Joe, yeah. Joe, he's like yes hear us nearing 40 i'm sitting here going well me nearing 40 i'm sitting here going nah girl yeah so i mean where would you want girl oh i've been there yeah been there done that i hear it no more but um so when riley graduated he went to maryville college which is about 30 minutes away mm-hmm. so her parents kind of looked at it almost as like a kind of like a blessing that he left 
Because then it's it puts the distance between them. Yeah, it kind of yeah. allows her to be a little bit more free. Because mm-hmm. like she had a job at a grocery store, and he would literally just sit outside the grocery store until she got off. It's creepy. Like that's where it kind of kind of was. So during uh, Thanksgiving break, um, Emma I guess saw Snapchats of Riley with other girls, and that's when she was kind of like, "All right, I'm done." When was this? Um, 2016. Oh dang, girl. Okay. Yeah. So you said Snapchats. I'm like, that is new. Yeah. The children do the Snapchat. So. 2016. <laughs> so this isn't like that. Old. No, like it, no. That's why I'm like, yeah, surprised that you haven't. Crazy. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I've only heard it in podcast. Okay. So, anyways, sorry. No, sorry. no, no. You're fine. So leading up to like Emma's death, there was a lot of like odd things that were happening. Okay. So we'll start Friday night. Okay. So Friday night, November 18th, 2016. Okay. So it was a Friday night. Football team wins. Mm-hmm. Woo party! So, so Emma goes with her friends um, to this house party, and she starts receiving texts from like an anonymous phone number, to the point of like the texts were reading: "Go to your car with your keys. Go alone. I've got someone you love. If you don't comply, I will hurt them." Nope. Yeah. Nope. So she had one of her friends go outside. Uh-huh. One of her friends went outside with her, and um. So Emma basically had gotten a phone call before she had went outside, and it was Riley. And he was like, help me, help me, Emma. Oh, baby. Yeah. So when you're like 16, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to go help him. Yeah. But like, she was actually really upset. She was upset that he was like there, that he. Yeah. Basically, she goes outside. Riley's laying in a ditch, holding his head. And he's like confused. He's like, how did I get here? Like, just odd. So, like, she just kind of was like, you know, we're not together. This is weird. If someone kidnapped you, which was what he was saying, she was like, you need to, like, call the cops. Like, yeah. that's in, that's that's what you do. And he yeah. was like, no, no, it's fine. And he, like, left. Like, I'm a 16-year-old girl. I'm not going to solve your kidnapping, sir. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. So, odd. So, that happens. Um, and they, like, they thought the whole situation was kind of a prank. Yeah. Because they were just like, it's just so off the wall. Yeah. Um, so, then... Next morning, so November 19th of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emma's driving back home from her friend's house. Okay. Um, and there's a person dressed all in black walking down her street. Mm. So she gets into her home, like locks the door, and the person begins banging on her front door and trying to open the door. So she can't see who this person is. All she sees is like someone dressed in black. Mm-mm. Crazy. So what she ends up doing is she ends up texting Riley. And she says... I hate you, but I need you right now. Uh, well, so. yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> like, you've been there. I was that 16-year-old girl, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're, that's your comfort, your person yeah. who's, like, been there yeah. with you. So, like, she called him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, I'm, I'm coming. I'm rushing there. I'm speeding. So he gets there, and they search the whole house. They search the neighborhood. Of course, no one's there. Right. Because why... Why would someone be yeah, there? Right, exactly. So, um, neither of them called the police. So again, another, you know, another, thing isn't filed. Yeah. Um, so that same, I believe it's that same day. From like what I got a lot of my information from Dateline. Yes, Dateline. So, um, so Dateline basically they said that I guess. I don't know if this was on Dateline or if it was on Knoxville News. Okay. It was one of them. But they said on that same 
Saturday, Riley's grandfather reported his handgun missing. So, and um, basically, Riley and his grandfather had switched cars because Riley was, like, his grandfather was going to get his car serviced. Mm. Odd. So, um, so the next day was Sunday, November 20th. Um, Emma went out for ice cream with her father and then came home, wanted her mom to wake her up early the next morning um, so that she could, I think they said that she wanted to wash her hair, something the next morning. So this is a quote from her dad, because like this was like really sad. Um, so he said, during the middle of the night, I heard this loud noise. It sounded like someone was in the house and opened a door and slammed it. And then I heard it again. I opened up her door to her bedroom and I stared at her for probably 15 to 20 seconds and she was just lying asleep in her bed. And I shut the door and went to my son's bedroom and he was lying asleep. So I thought, I'm hearing things. So I checked the doors around the house and went back to bed. Mm. So Emma's mom goes to wake her up the next morning and she's not moving. She texts for a pulse. There's no pulse. So her mom calls 911. Mm. So, basically, what started circulating through the town was that Emma had committed suicide. Oh, no. So, they thought that she had drank poison. Yeah. So, because they they think that she was upset about the breakup or she was going through it. I don't... Okay. For some reason, girls can't be stronger than boys or make that... You know? Well, and my whole thing is, is like, and the poison, like... You had to pick the Romeo and Juliet version of committing suicide in order to make this yeah. like and like all of newsworthy. her friends, all of That's her friends gross. were like, "She's not the type of person. No. Like, she's not that sad. She's a really happy girl. Yeah, she was. She's driven. Was like, yeah, like I want nothing to do with you, but I'm afraid, and you're the only person I know who's yeah near enough to me to help me. And she was strong enough to. Ugh, Poor baby. Yeah. Poison. So this is like, <sighs> it's all crazy. Um. So EMTs get there. You know, they're going through like the normal things. Um. And then investigators show up. Okay. So um, there was uh, Major Mike McLean and Major Crimes Detective Alan Emmett. Okay. Or sorry, Emmett. Merritt. Wow. Merit. <laughs> it's, Who's Emma? <laughs> it's very small on my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, Mike had noticed there was actually a small amount of blood on Emma's pillow that had been mistaken for vomit. Interesting. And that's okay. why they think that she yeah, had yeah, killed yeah, herself yeah. because it was just a very little bit. Got it. So when they were looking, there was a bullet hole through Emma's wall. Mm. So, um, investigators uh, basically found a um, small entry wound behind her left ear, and a second bullet was lodged in her pillow. So, when they went outside, um, it basically, like, the wall, you know how, like, there's, like, an angle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a bullet hole was through one wall, and then you go to the other side, and there was another bullet hole. So, like... Interesting. So, two different walls... Where her bed is. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. So two separate gunshots. Two separate from gunshots. From outside the house through walls. Through walls. Interesting. Okay. Through walls. Um, and then they basically found um, two empty shell casings and one live round. Okay. So they found um, the two bullets that were shot into her room. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, if you're going to do that, why don't you take one of them with you? <laughs> 
for real. <laughs> but because they don't watch Dateline. Because they don't watch Dateline. <laughs> um, so when people kind of basically realized that this was a murder, mm-hmm. people basically started asking around and they're like, yeah, yeah. Who, who would do this? All signs point to yeah. Riley. Riley. So. Go. That's awful. Go. Stop. That's terrible. So. Um, so basically, um, they brought Riley in for questioning. So Riley went in and the whole time he would not refer to Emma as her name. Mm. He referred to her as the girl. I hate that. The girl. I hate that so much. And you see that so much in these stories, mm-hmm. right? Like it's oh, the body or the girl. Isn't that a thing with. JonBenet Ramsey too that they kept calling her like instead of referring to her as her name it, or yeah. even if it was like my baby they kept calling her like oh well the body was moved like yeah that's your child if it's like, someone that you love like supposedly love right Riley you yeah. shouldn't be that detached it's not the girl yeah it's oh god that's so Emma. sad so at one point Riley says I hope to god I'm not a suspect in her death that's what he like he had said to the cops. And like if you I hear just, you hear the way that he says I it, you're just describe like describe my face right now. It is a subtle oh what the fuck? Yeah. It's like that's not something that you like No. No. So I hope I'm okay. Yeah. So um then it was either that the night I think that um Emma was shot. Okay. He had messaged a friend and he asked he goes, he asked for his roommate if I knew how to remove fingerprints from a gun. His his friend Noah said this. Oh, that's not suspicious at all. And he said, Noah's response was, I obviously had no idea how to remove fingerprints, and I told him never to ask me something like that. Well, like, okay, so where? why is this kid the expert in removing fingerprints from because guns? Because it's like his one of his best friends. But I'm just like... Don't make him a fingerprint removal expert. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right? So... Get better sources. Watch Dateline. <laughs> Watch Dateline. I mean, criminal mind. Not to give, not to give the murderers any advice. No, just saying. Yeah. So, um, basically, after finding out about um, Emma's murder the following day, he said a lot of things kind of clicked on what had happened. Mm-hmm. So, like his friends were basically putting together that, like, you even know, his friends were like fishy, fishy. His friends were like, "This is weird." Yeah. Um. So Riley had basically had reached out to his friends Alex and Noah. Mm-hmm. And he had he had told his like friends even before he had told his friends basically before he had even shot Emma mm-hmm. that he had gotten his grandfather's gun because all these weird things were happening. He was getting kidnapped and the random person at her yes. house like, you know, yeah. he feels like he has to like be protect safe. himself. Yeah. So that was like his excuse on to why he had his grandfather's gun. He's my favorite. So. His friends, like after this whole thing, I think that they were talking and this is kind of where like there's so many different kinds of this is where like I couldn't find out exactly what was happening because everybody has their own kind of thing. Um, But his friends had went to the cops. Okay. And they basically were like because he had mentioned about getting rid of the gun. Mm -hmm. And like they were like he was like well they think that I did it so like I I can't have this gun or they're gonna you know they're gonna put it on me they're gonna place it on me. So his friends were just like this is this is weird. Right but if that wasn't the gun that was used then why should you care about getting rid of the gun? Yeah and that's like what his friends were saying his friends are like if this isn't like if you didn't do it you have nothing to worry about. For real right. So like that's what his friends were telling him. So his friends basically went to the cops Mm -hmm. and then the cops were like okay so like we'll wire you. 
Mm-hmm. They put a wire, I believe, in the car. Mm. And then also on one of the boys. And one of the boys, I think, had a camera on him, too. Nice. Um, from what I was reading online. <laughs> Don't quote me on any of this. I'm not an expert. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I forgot to put that at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> the disclaimer. We are not experts in any of I'm it. I'm not an expert in any of this. This is all hearsay from what I find on Dateline <laughs> and on the internet. <laughs> um, but so they basically like they treated it like a normal night. They like went to go through a drive through. Like I was listening to the audio. They were like ordering cheese dogs because like his friends also as much as they thought that he did it. They also were like basically saying bye to their friend. So they wanted to have like. Uh, yeah. A good. I mean, you have to think these are like 18 year old boys. Right. And you you also like it's one of those things of like no matter how self-aware I guess you kind of become in the situation of there's no way that Riley didn't do this uh-huh. at the same time you also don't want to think the worst of your friend yeah and as an age as I think any age but specifically yeah. when you're younger like that you just can't possibly fathom the reality that somebody you know and somebody that you're close with would do something like this yeah no matter how many fingers are pointing in that direction yeah that's not where your brain is going to go because you want to think the best of the people that you're close with yeah so I get it I get it so the cops basically had told the guys like hey like once you see the gun like text us this keyword yeah and then we're we're there because they didn't want the gun to go into the the Tennessee River yeah like because then they have no case for sure um so um basically once he had shown the guys the gun um and (laughs) From what I was reading, they had basically went to a an apartment complex that one of the boys used to like because they would park there and then go to the bluffs from there. Gotcha. Okay. So they parked there. Well, there's a gate. So there's a gate code that you have to enter. Well, the cops, I guess, didn't make it through the gate. So they were like behind the gate. But they, they eventually do get through. Oh, but, like, good. They, they I'm sitting here like, oh, no, it's all they over. Texted, they texted the keyword. But the cops weren't like there. So he was like, oh, can I see the gun? And the, like take the gun from him. Oh my God, these Just to kind of like stall until yeah. the cops can get there. So the cops end up finally getting through the gate. It's like bad enough having to stall for like a surprise party when it's something positive. Yeah. But when you're like trying to catch a murderer and you're like, hey, buddy, let me see that murder weapon. Let me see that can gun I see that? that you got right there. Oh, God. So these finally. Kids. Yeah. It's so sad. So finally, they get through the gate and they they basically like tell them to get out of the car. Yeah. Like hands out, like yeah. get out of the car. So in the car was along with the, the gun, there was a trash bag that contained gloves, trash bags, tennis shoes, black tape and some black clothing. I was just going to say, let me guess, some black clothing. So they were thinking that that was the clothes that he wore when he was walking down the street. And they think that it was also what he wore at night. Mm-hmm. Because he was the one banging on the door. Mm-hmm. I'm just assuming. Am I ruining the ending? Uh, I'm well, ruining the ending. Well, they I'm never sorry. they never confirm that. So in the defense, like, because at first he says, I didn't kill her. That was, like, his very first defense. So then once he gets, like, an actual, like, defense attorney, mm-hmm. um, his response was um, he was basically trying to scare her to, like, basically come back to him. To need him. him. Yeah, so his um, defense attorney, I guess he had said, to be someone's hero to rescue somebody, you have to have contact. And the only way you would have contact is to get their attention. When when Riley Gull fired that shot in the backyard, as crazy it is, as bizarre as it is, he was hoping that he could come to her rescue. 
So the defense attorney is is claiming that, yes, Riley shot through the wall, mm-hmm. but the intention of shooting through the wall was simply to scare her into needing him to come and rescue her. His intent was never to kill her. Yeah. But you shot into her bedroom while she was sleeping and you shot into the same corner that her bed is. Correct. And it's like if you were her boyfriend, then you would know. Correct. Where her bed is. Correct. And that's what always kind of like freaked me out because I always thought about that. I'm like, what if someone shoots a gun and it comes through the wall? Yes. So this that's is like, like terrifying. it's terrifying. Right. And you hear about that a lot on like Fourth of July and New Year's. Right. Yeah. People like shooting guns in the air because, you know, hi. But because they don't realize um, what goes they, up they must also come, come down. down. Yeah. Exactly. And then you hear about people who are like miles away getting, getting shot, shot through the top of the head because you shot yeah. your gun in the air in a celebratory fashion. <laughs> OK. Yeah. But it's the same. But yeah, exactly. And like one of the like first rules of gun safety is you don't point any you don't point your gun at anything that you're not willing to kill. Yeah. So intent or no intent. You still are 100 percent guilty and i'm gonna Riley be honest Gold. i've done some crazy shit well, <laughs> over an ex but like yeah. i would never like shoot okay. into someone's okay. house but my level of crazy shit is find out the bar that they're yes. in on the internet and casually show up there or drive by your house or drive by your house that's <laughs> That's the level of crazy shit we're talking about here. Yeah, not, not like dress in dark clothing, bang on your wall and your door, and then shoot a gun into your bedroom yeah. while you're sleeping. Because I'm going to be honest. There's like, different levels of crazy shit. I didn't shoot a gun until I was in like my mid-20s. Mm-hmm. But like I could tell you if you were to shoot into something, you would obviously like damage something. Yes. Like That's a, what guns do. It's a common sense <laughs> it's kind a of common thing. side effect of a gun yeah. is that it's going to damage things. Yeah. So especially just, if you shoot it at things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like good god. The That's an asinine defense. So it only took them 4 hours to find him guilty of felony murder. Yeah. Stalking, good. tampering with evidence. Good. Theft. Possession of a firearm and a del- uh, dangerous felony, and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for I 51 love that. years. Oh, without the possibility of parole for 51 years. For 51 years. So like 20, I think it was like 2077, which is, I mean, pretty far so away. So you figure he'll be what? I don't do quick math. Well. 70-ish? He'll be, it's, well, he was like 18 when he went away. Right. So, so he'll 51, he'll be 69 years old. Yeah. So almost 70. Yeah. It's just so, like. Yeah. It's just just keep them there. Yeah. But it's Throw just like, that's just mind blowing to me. It like, is mind blowing. Every time I hear this story, I'm just yeah. like, she's a 16 year old girl. For real. Who had so much to live for. And obviously was a good kid. She was a good and, kid. Yeah. Like her family had said in the time that like she was dating him, her whole personality shifted. And then once they had broken up, they felt like they were getting her back. Like her friends felt like they were getting her back. Relatable. And it's like, yeah. Been there, done that. Hashtag same kid. Yeah. So, um, as far as Emma goes, um, there is a Emma Walker Memorial Scholarship at Central High for her. Love it. Um, they they have a Emma Walker or sorry Emma Jane Walker Memorial Dog Park for her <gasps> because she volunteered at the vet or the animal, the, the animal shelter. shelter. Yeah, because she was an animal that. lover. I love that. And they Dog have park. the Emma Jane Walker neonatal room at the East Tennessee Children's Hospital for her. That's amazing. Doesn't that make you want to cry? I have to say, I have. I'm. 
Which also, I'm going to pull up a picture of her so you can see her. Yeah, I want to see her face. She literally is just like so beautiful. Like, right. And, and I'm like, like, I have to say, cry. I'm like shocked in a happy way, like not shocked and appalled, shocked and surprised. Oh, she was really pretty. She's like such a pretty. Poor thing. Well, I mean, girl. not that if she wasn't, it wouldn't yeah. be really sad, but still like, oh, what a cutie pie. She like looked like very cheerleader. She's yeah, a big, she was. Smile. She, um, I, I have to say like shocked in a happy way, not like shocked and appalled, shocked and happy that they were piling on the charges against him. Oh, like yeah. it wasn't just like first degree murder, but, but because you're 18, that's all we're going to go with. Let's cut you a deal. Like I like yeah. the fact that they were just like piled on the charges against him. Mm-hmm. Like, no, bro. Sorry about your bad luck. Yeah. We're not going to see you for a very, very long time. It's like to think about in the amount of trauma that she went through in a weekend. Just in like those couple of days. Yeah. 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 It's wow. Just, what a ugh, poor baby. It's a messed up story. It is a very messed up story. So. But I'm happy I know about her now. Poor right? baby. I like the fact that they did all three of those things for her. The scholarship at her school. Mm-hmm. The dog park, I just think, is the cutest thing ever. And yeah. then the neonatal ward is pretty, yeah. pretty cool, too. Because they were talking about in the town, it's like, it's just the way that she had to pass away and you would yeah hope, you would hope that maybe she didn't feel anything that's that's what i would hope yes. she was sleeping that- so i have a question for you that's totally gonna bring the mood down oh. even further than it already is um when the father went to check on her she was already gone huh the noises that he heard more than like they were the gunshot that's what he was thinking oh and it was gosh. like it was like a uh, because he said he had heard it twice yeah and so that they think that it was the and because it was outside it wasn't in the room it's not going to be nearly as and loud he wasn't as... they said that he was about five feet away from the walls so he wasn't right on top of the wall either that and you have to guy. think like i didn't look at where the house was located but you think tennessee even in like a suburban it's not like here in florida where houses are on top of each Correct. other yeah, houses yeah, yeah, yeah. tend to have a little bit more land yeah so like a neighbor's probably not going to hear no something like that in the middle of the night and correct and you figure even if he like obviously the dad barely heard it and he was in the house you know he heard something but he barely heard it you would imagine that yeah the neighbors weren't really going to hear anything either but that's so sad that he went to go check on her i mean the other thing that really like um that they had also said in dateline was that her little brother had went into the room the next morning too oh but he just thought she was sleeping hopefully that was when his mom was calling the cops or the oh no baby so his the her whole family like had to go through oh my gosh the worst trauma yeah the worst trauma like it makes me want to cry like talking about it because it's so sad baby because it's like you have to think how many girls are in abusive relationships that young and don't realize yeah yeah and then like sure and like to realize and then still well like i said when you're 16 years old you think that that's what's correct right i mean because no matter how wonderful your role models are as like your parents and the relationship your parents have Mm -hmm. you don't know any better than well he he's so obsessed with what i'm doing and where i'm going and what i'm wearing and who i'm with that must mean he loves me and he wants to make sure that i'm safe and he wants to make sure that i'm protected well and her parents were also talking about how um they were worried if they had said anything to her that was just going to kind of drive him like her more to him because that tends to happen when you're at that age because Mm -hmm. like you don't want your parents telling you what to do been there (laughs) yeah no for sure for sure wow messed up that was a great story though nikki thank you yeah i mean great story in 
when you're talking about true crime stories, it's a great story. Now you're going to go to bed and hope that. I don't hear noises outside the window. Yeah, let's hope not. Let's hope not. All right. Well, um, thank you again, Nikki, for sharing that oh, story with course, us. Charlie. I appreciate it. Um, so... Uh, we hope that you guys have a great week. Again, if you have not subscribed yet to our podcast, please go ahead and do so. Um, and we hope to hear uh, hear from you guys next time. We're going to tell you some more of our bed crime stories. So everybody have a good week and sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.